Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, April Stearns. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays for people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There is medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business and sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is me. I'm April, and I was diagnosed at 35. I had invasive ductal carcinoma that was stage three, HER2 positive. My essay today is called How a Foob Saved the Day. This scar, what to do with this mastectomy scar? Tattoo it? I'd like to eventually. I thought I would right away, but now the idea of taking a needle to those tender, exposed ribs makes me cringe. When my daughter was four and the scar was still new and healing, she ran her fingers along its raised edge and cried and cried. This breast that was now missing was hers. It had fed her, nurtured her, comforted her when nothing else could. I had weaned her overnight due to starting chemo, a hurt that was slow to heal. And then to add insult to injury, I'd cut the breast off and flung it as far from my body as possible. The loss of this breast was a loss my daughter mourned pitifully. Not long after my last chemotherapy treatment, she picked a fluffy dandelion and blew on it, scattering the seeds. And as she did so, I heard her wish quietly for the cancer to be gone. Oh, but honey, it is gone, I rushed to say, thinking somehow she hadn't known the good news. But when will your breast grow back? She asked sadly. And that's when I knew my decision not to pursue reconstructive surgery didn't just impact me. I thought I didn't care about breasts. I thought having my life was enough. The whole Save the Tatas campaign had always seemed a bit shallow to me. But in this moment, comforting my daughter over the loss of this breast, I could see breasts do matter, just not in the way I thought. It mattered tremendously 
that when my child cried and I hugged her to me, that my chest didn't feel against her cheek the way it once had. By the time I walked into the next step, a little store with fake boobs, foobs, and wigs and bras, I'd been walking around with one breast for more than six months. I was surprised how little this asymmetry bothered me. Before the mastectomy, I'd imagined I'd want to have a prosthetic ready and waiting for immediate use. It turns out, though, that having something pressing on that area when it's healing and during radiation treatments is unpleasant. And so time went by, and my incision healed, and so did my feelings of discomfort. While I was comfortable being lopsided, there was a double D-shaped hole punched in my daughter's universe. So I made the long-awaited appointment to the food shop. When I left, I carried with me a two-pound silicone equalizer. And equalize it did. I was really surprised how similar the fake one looked to the real one. So surprised, I just kept staring down at it all afternoon, like I was 13 again. Also, it wasn't as hot and heavy and awkward as you'd expect a two-pound blob of silicone stuffed in your bra to be. But was my daughter sold? When we got home that evening, I took it out of my bra to show my husband. That was when she got really excited about the foob. She wanted to hold it, and when she did, she literally lit up. For about an hour that night, she walked around with it, cuddled it, slapped it, played dress-up with it. It looked like a little pregnant belly on her. She laid it over one of her stuffed animals and declared it pork. Later, when I was looking for it, she said it was cooking. The prosthetic made her really, really happy in a way I didn't know was possible. After I brought it home, she wanted to hold it all the time. No, honey, you can't hold it now because I'm wearing it. I never in a million years expected that, nor did I expect to like it as much as I do. I was pretty comfortable being lopsided. I had no idea what I'd gained by strapping on that prosthetic. But the thing is, nature favors symmetry. It's obvious. My clothes look better with two matching boobs. But what was less obvious was how confident I would feel wearing the foob. I feel visible again. I thought that people didn't notice the asymmetry before, but maybe in our society that is so breast-centric, not having two matching breasts and two big ones at that made me not so much conspicuous as invisible. People were not only not noticing, but I'd swung to the opposite side of the dial into asexual. Still, for a while after I got it, I thought, it'll just be my sometimes foob, my party foob, my dancing foob, my dress-up foob. But in the three years since I've had it, it's become my every single day foob. I feel strange without it now, acutely aware that nature favors symmetry. As my daughter has, I've also bonded with this tan lump. It has become my armor. While I still don't have a mastectomy tattoo, I do have a two-pound equalizer that stands between the world and my scar, my tender spot, my cancer story. I'm April Stearns, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. 
Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really, tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within. Fire within.